Welcome to the C Block Podcast. You stupid motherfuckers. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast, C Blocks Radio. Oh my god, oh my god, you should know I'm crazy, ho. It's time to listen to me through this transmission. I just wanna entertain you through my damn vision. So everybody kick back and just open your ears. We're premiere over premiere. Know that I'm here. Celebrate the good life with this dumb ass. One conversation place in just one track. Yo! It's your boy C-Block. What is going on, my friends? It is Monday, Monday, June 11th, 2018. And I am just laying here on my um, my comfortable futon, uh, futon my, uh, my bed. But I don't have a box spring. It's just sitting on the floor. It's just my full mattress. Right, so now it's... It just feels better that way. You know what I'm saying? And um, I'm recording while I'm laying down. The real, Realistically, man, I got this new MacBook. Why couldn't I just chill and do a podcast with you? Why do I got to sit on the chair and just look at the wall when I could just look at my TV? That's what I tend to do today. Uh, how is your week starting, y'all? Y'alls? Huh? Oh, man. I'm telling you, telling you right now, one week removed since I... Uh, um, well, pretty much since I started my new job and my legs are hurting every single day that I'm up for nine hours, but I already told you guys, I'm not sure I told you guys, but I work this, this thing, this thing called a 980 schedule, which means you work nine hour days, right? And you're off every other Friday, but the Fridays that you do work, you only work eight hours, which is a normal day for most of y'all, but I have to work nine hour days in order for, in order for me to get, you know, a Friday off every other Friday. But hey, okay, you can't complain. Thursday will be your Friday. There you go, baby. You chilling. You do whatever you want. You want to go party? You want to go find some hoes? You want to go find some tots? Huh? Some tater tots? Yeah, I'll, I'll join you. How about you and me, bro? How about we get on some social media sites, huh? How about we go on, on Tinder, huh? Find some young little tenders, huh? Or let's go on some, is it Cosk? Huh? Let's say some hoes on cask. Or what about, um... Man, I think I used to be on, um... Plenty of Fish. That sucked. No, no, I actually met a few people on Plenty of Fish back in 2000, what, 9, 10? Kind of ratchet, though. No, not even ratchet. Just not good. You meet, um... I mean, I'm not trying to put down anybody, but what I'm saying is that... I don't know. I met somebody one time on that site, and... They smell like manure. I know what you're thinking. I pause there because I want you to think about that. When you meet a girl and she smells like, smells like manure. Ugh. And then you look at the house that she was coming out of. It wasn't manure-ish. So you tell me what the fuck is wrong. It could either be two options. Either the house is really bad and it smells like manure or... Somebody just don't know how to wipe their ass right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and there's no reason for anybody to smell like crap in 2018. But this is back in 2009. So I guess the times could... Ju- uh, the times could, I guess, explain that. Does it even make sense? I hope it does. Because if it doesn't, I am just rambling on. And that is fine with me. Because this is the opening to the show. And ladies and gentlemen, how are you guys doing? I am great um man as i am sitting here i just finished an episode of monday night raw um but i fell asleep the first half and the first hour and a half of it so i watched half the show of raw um i still went out and got some food and came back because i haven't eaten all day um I think I'm going to start losing a lot of weight because I, I'm putting in about 10,000 steps every day since I started working at my job. That's about a pound a week. Um, and um, realistically, if I started eating even healthier and not getting some burgers, shoot, I could be back at the weight that I wanted to. And uh, But, you know, I'm too freaking lazy to go buy good food. You know, where I work at, if you ain't got no food, there's some vending machines right there. Get yourself a little bagel. Huh? 
Get yourself um, some donuts. Oh, you're thirsty? You know, you can swipe your credit card and get uh, something from the soda machine and get yourself a Red Bull or a monster drink. Uh, get yourself wired at 7.30 in the morning. You're ready to go. Um, that's what I'm saying. It's just that uh, I've been... I think I want this job a lot too because I wanted to just focus on my body and be able to not really have to work out as much. And uh, I figured if you're using your body while you're at work, you tend to lose a lot of weight, right? Instead of sitting on your ass all day, eight hours, and then you have to leave work and then you have to pretty much work out to get those those 10,000 steps, huh? Bullshit. I'm getting them while I'm working, baby, and I'm getting paid for it. What are y'all doing? Sitting behind your desk, like I did for four years. You guys are low lives, <laughs> suckers. Um, man. Uh, so last week's podcast did it spur of the moment, so I didn't have much to say. I mean, I should have had a lot to say since it was about seven or eight month hiatus. But you know what I'm saying? Um, it's all right. I hope I gave you some good music to listen to. There's other stuff that you can listen to on my music. I still got some more stuff. Um, right now, I was sitting down and writing some music, and then I realized I need to get a little bit more inspired. And then I told myself, well, I do want to start recording from just anywhere I want. So why don't, why don't I just try the laptop and record a podcast and, you know, do a double-double. And maybe after this, I may record some songs. But um, that's what I'm saying, man. Uh, as I was telling, As I was talking to you about me watching some Raw... I um, was uh, watching the, um, well, going back and forth with between the whole Trump and Young Kim. Young Kim and Donald Trump America trying to bury the hatchet. <laughs> and while that's happening, guess who CNN decides to interview? Fucking Dennis Rodman. Now, if you know the backstory with Dennis Rodman... And uh, Korea, Dennis Rodman's been out there a few times, maybe two or three times. He is uh, good friends with the uh, president out there, Young Kim. And um, I guess they get along so good that, you know, people were hating on Dennis Rodman and saying, man, you're just a traitor. You're you're out there hanging out with the enemy, blah, blah, blah. Young Kim. And today he was being interviewed and saying... He's pretty much crying because he thought it was a beautiful thing what's going on today. Hey, it could be, but, you know, it's just funny because, you know, he was the originator. He was talking about how young Kim thanked him for a lot of stuff. But apparently Dennis Rodman one time brought a bunch of uh, uh, was it NBA players, just some random players to go play in, in Korea. And he kept he made a promise to the president that he would do that over there. But he didn't really have... <laughs> the old, the um, he pretty much promised him the games, but he didn't really have it in order, so he didn't know that he could get it. So when he finally arranged it, Young Kim was telling him that nobody in America had ever uh, had ever um, committed to a promise and actually went through with it. So you know that is crazy. That is freaking crazy. I. <laughs> I don't know. If I was president of the United States of America, I wouldn't be caught dead going to any other country. But the fact is that most of our American presidents do that. They travel outside the U.S. to go do stuff. Um, When was the last time you saw somebody else from a different country, a different president come over here? You wouldn't see Castro coming over here, right? Castro, now he's, he's been deceased for a couple of years, but... Would Castro come all the way to the United States just to chill out and have a conversation with the president? I don't think so. He knows that once he's out of that freaking conference room, there's going to be a couple snipers waiting for his ass. Uh, And I think that applies for anybody. I think that applies for young Kim, too. He's not going to come to the United States. He's got no reason to. So for a president of the United States to go out there from America to any other country... Pretty much he's putting his life at risk. I mean, that's just my opinion. No matter what you have going on, no matter what kind of security, you are always up at risk. And uh, when you are at, up at risk, you do the flick of the risk. You know what I mean? Oh, man. So 
let me tell you about my weekend because this was the first weekend that I had um, three days off. Right? I started my started my job on Monday. No, no. Yeah, I started my job on Monday and I already had freaking Friday off. Crazy, huh? Um, so I decided to go out to the Garma District on Monday. I'm sorry, Friday, 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 Friday. Garma District, for all you guys that don't know, it's the hood, downtown Los Angeles, where all the homeless people are at. It's a, There's a part of Los Angeles where just it's just like an outdoor outdoor swap meet, but it's a glamorized gla- outdoor swap meet. But it's still in the ghetto, and for the most part, people are almost are always saying the same shit. But it's um it's just nice, man. Every time you go out there, yo, you can take a hundred bucks and leave with the whole place. <laughs> That's how crazy and cheap things are. You could go out there and end up with the whole freaking market. That's why people go out there and get stuff for for wholesale. They go buy shirts at a wholesale price and um, bring them back over here and resell them for double. And there you go. Uh, that is the market out there. Um, you guys want to start your own business? There you go. Go out there, get a wholesale of a bunch of stuff. Um, but um, anyways, I went out there because I had um, I wanted to buy some t-shirts. I am out of clothes and my black clothes is died out. And no, I'm sorry, my my uh, black clothes is pretty much faded, 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 faded. So I am um, running out of shit to wear. So I'm gonna go buy some shirts. I had the intention of buying some shoes, but I didn't. Um, I went out there with my boy Chewy. Um, he bought some shit. I can't remember, but. We must have circled that place about three to four times because with the Garma District, you could—it's an endless, endless walk. You could pretty much—you walk through the alleys, you walk through the side streets. There's always people selling. You can go back around. But what's be- the best part about Los Angeles? The Garma District. Oh man, wait for it, wait for it. The bacon wrapped hot dogs. <sighs> Man, you go out there and you <laughs> just about every other block. There's a, a lady with her little mobile frying pan. <laughs> uh, got like three or four hot dogs already cooking as you arrive and be like, hey, let me have the uh, what's your menu? Oh, bacon hot dog. Yes. Yes. Give me one of those. What comes up with the menu? Oh, little bag of Cheetos and, uh, and a soda of my choice. Oh, great. Wrap it up. How much? Five dollars. Oh, man, you had me at five dollars. Seriously, that's what it is. They'll make it for you. You ask them what you want. They'll have the relish, the ketchup, the mustard there. You know, the it should only take you about like less than like two minutes to eat that whole thing. And then you're on to your next your next stop. Go to your next store. Go to wherever you need to do. Those are the most amazing hot dogs you will ever have. And if you never had a bacon wrapped hot dog, then you are missing out on life. And you should probably. Go kill yourself. And I am just kidding. Alright? I am just kidding. So anyways, after the rendezvous out to the Garma district, I told uh, Chewy Wilmo, hey man, what do you want to do? Do you want to do anything else? Still early. Probably like 11 or 12. And then I said, well, I mean, we could always visit the, the Museum of Death. He, he, We've been there once, but... It was, I mean, it was all right. I mean, I'm not a fan of, you know, death shit. I don't care about mutilated mutilated bodies or decomposing anything. I just don't care for it. It's fascinating, but I just don't care for it. Say, so, hey, bro, why don't we just go to the, uh, <laughs> why don't we go to the Museum of, of Tolerance? Go online, check the prices. Was it uh, 19, 20, like, no, no, I'm sorry, 15, 20 a person. I'm like, oh, fuck. It's going to cost about $30 for for both of us and then whatever so what i do pull out my iphone go on groupon and what do i find museum of tolerance tickets admission for two people uh 14.99 done son what a bargain there you go bargain um so yeah got him got the tickets uh drove out to the museum of tolerance afterwards we got there uh <laughs> Um, security's up the ass there, but, uh, we parked the car, um, take the elevator up to the main lobby, show up and tell the lady, Hey, uh, listen, I, um, I got these Groupon tickets, you know, 
how this works, right? She's like, yeah, of course. Scans scans uh, the g- digital tickets and lets us in. And the first thing I got to do, I got to take a deuce. Go to the restroom for about five minutes. Come back out. I'm like, hey, bro, you ready to do this? Let's do this. Um, there was a Holocaust speaker. And, man, I swear, when it comes to the Museum of Tolerance and the Holocaust speakers, I am in like Flynn. I must have seen like maybe three or four in my time. So I am not going to pass this up. So what I do, yes, we go up to the room and he's already actively speaking. So I kind of feel felt a little um, bad about just kind of interrupting. Well, walking into the room while he's talking, kind of just wave to the gentleman and be like, hey, sir, I'm just heading this way. Um, sit down and he's talking about his uh, his experiences and how he was a young boy. He managed to escape um, obviously the Holocaust because he is there with us. <laughs> um, uh, you know, for the Holocaust is a could be a touchy subject depending on who you are. Most of us make fun, make jokes about it, and it is what it is. I think as the time time has progressed, I think we're somewhat we can somewhat joke around about it. But you got to remember, there are people that live through this crap, and sometimes you got to be a little sensitive about it. So yeah, I uh, sat there like I normally do when I hear these gentlemen speak, and I keep my mouth quiet. I listen, observe their conversation. And uh, he was pretty much saying how he escaped one of the trains that was heading to the concentration camps. And um, how he felt about when the Americans came and people that never came back. Um, it's crazy. Um, so after he was done speaking, he was a funny guy. He must have been maybe in his 80s, 90s. He kept saying, because you know, he still had the, the Jewish accent. Uh, he would, He kept saying... He would finish his, his sentence and he'd be like, okay, so I shut up now. Okay, so I shut up now, which is kind of messed up because <laughs> I'm like, you don't have to shut up. You're the one telling us a story. You don't have to tell yourself, you know, and every time, you know, before we left the room, he said, and I know you gentlemen, I, he's all, I'm sorry, I know you guys probably have something, something else to do. I'm like, gosh, man, for somebody who survived the Holocaust to just sit there and end the conversation with... I'm sure you guys got other things to do. I know he didn't mean it in that way, but it was like, nah, we were putting time to you. Your, your, your time is genuine. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. There's certain things. I don't know. I just not, I, I, I feel bad for him saying that, but you know, so I did ask him a question because he said that he moved down to the United States and got married and had three kids and, did his thing and I said hey so when you I raised my hand pointed to me I said hey sir um, I would like to know when you came to the United States where was the first place you wanted to reside in and he said he uh, landed himself in Ohio in which I responded with Cleveland Cavaliers baby no I'm just kidding I didn't say that Um, I but that's what I had in my head <laughs> I, he didn't say Cleveland, Ohio. I think he said somewhere in Ohio, though. I can't remember what what city. Um, and that was it. Uh, he responded, you know, he was there and got a little job, and then what the pay rate was at the time, and then how he ended up moving to California. Bought a house, I think, in the San Bernardino area for what was at the time $25,000 and then he's like guess what my house is worth now like 1.7 million and I ain't selling so the gentleman still has his house man what a story what a story so once that was done I shook his hand my buddy Chewy shook his hand and then we uh we started roaming around we kind of got lost a little bit because we didn't know where to go and I I don't remember the Museum of Tolerance that clearly. I think now that I did this this walk, I think I might have a a better idea of how it works. But for some reason, I always tend to forget how the, the layout of the Museum of Tolerance is. But I wanted to take the tour, which I guess they do have it every 15 minutes. Um, and I'm not going to lie. Me and my friend Chewie uh, got in uh, line behind this... Uh, Take note, this is like Friday afternoon. 
uh, we get we sit down and we <laughs> we um, there's a, a two two women. One has a daughter, and the other one has t- a daughter and a and a, and a boy. They all walk, and then a t- uh, baby. So one of us holding the baby. So, you know, we're just um, they're pretty much in the tour with us, and we're just kind of walking around. And the first thing I do is I look at Chewy, and I'm like, "Hey, Chewy, bro, that that lady, that mom, she's got a nice ass, bro." <laughs> He's like, I know, man. And then we, he gives me the little pound shake. Like, we're thinking the same thing. I know. <laughs> stupid, huh, right? We're taking a tour of the Holocaust, the Holocaust and we're fucking looking at ass. Funny, huh? Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, you can't complain when you beautiful-looking women while walking around. Why not? Even if they did have annoying-ass kids. Ugh. Um, the tour was kind of cool. I mean, have you guys ever taken the Holocaust tour? Uh, and you do, yeah, it starts off with, um, you know, it's a pre-recorded thing. It's just a pre-recorded, uh, audio that you pretty much walk through and the lights in the room change to tell you where to focus on to next. So then you keep walking where the lights turn on and, you know, you get an idea of how it is. And it starts off with this narration of three people that are looking back into the Holocaust and giving you an idea of how it started. Uh, to trip that the Holocaust started with, which was technically Hitler, but obviously, duh. But he wasn't um, at the time that he started doing his little propaganda. He wasn't a big person. He wasn't popular. Nobody really knew about him. He was a failed artist. But he had a group of maybe like three or four guys that were like anti-Semitic, and they would always get get together at a bar and just kind of like talk all this bullshit about Jewish people. And um, it's kind of like me <laughs> going to two, getting two of my my buddies, and then going to like Top Deck Bar, or going to O'Leary's, and hanging out at the corner of the bar with my buddies, and be like, "We fucking hate Jews," you know? Could you, and then people are just looking around, looking at us like, "You guys, you guys are idiots," and just kind of minding their business. So we're the we're the we're the ones with ment- with with mentally ill handicaps because we're just out there freaking speaking our minds. And somehow this crazy bastard Hiller took on to politics and brainwashed the world, and there you go. Six billion people are no six six billion or six million. No, I'm sorry, that's so stupid. It was like five hundred million people that he exterminated. God damn! How do you have the power to, to kill that many people? I just don't understand that. Where the fuck were the other countries at this time? That is crazy talk, man. That is crazy talk. This man took out more people than a fucking A-bomb. And, um... That is freaking insane. Yeah, so we... After listening... Yeah, I mean, seriously, that's what they... When you start start the tour, they start off with a kind of an introduction of how it started with, you know, Hitler being a... Being at the bars, just talking all this shit. Uh, and you kind of move on, and they give you this. They give you, um, I guess, in the, in the newspapers and the ads, they started writing or drawing cartoons about Jewish people, the Jews. I should say Jews, not the Jewish people, huh? The Jews, and kind of giving them a bad rap. So even though they were rich, they were wealthy, they were doing the right thing in life. Because Germany was so down about losing the war the previous time, they had to find they needed to point the finger to somebody, and they pointed the fingers out to the Jews. And by the time that Hitler came into power, you know there was a lot of talk. Like it's kind of like word of mouth. Like yo, man, I'm, I mean this could be like me talking to like my friend uh, whoever. I'm like hey, man, fucking Hitler's about to freaking snap, bro. I swear, if I don't leave this year, this guy's going to freaking take over the world, and I need to leave now. And then my friend's like, man, you're just stupid. You're being paranoid. That's exactly what happened. They Some people ignored the call, and look what happened. Some people did leave. Shoot, I would too. I'm, so, <laughs> I'm just surprised we haven't left well, since freaking Donald Trump is speaking all this, sending everybody back across the border. Shoot. Maybe I should leave. I'm going to Canada. 
picking up tonight. My next podcast will be in Oh Canada. Oh. <laughs> um, I know I'm giving you a lot of information. It's crazy because I finally absorbed a lot more than I knew about World War Two and Hitler and power and what happened. Um, I think besides at that point the tour, I was I was actually falling asleep a little bit, not because. I was bored or anything. It was just that I was tired from the night before and I didn't get much sleep. And I tried taking a couple of, I took coffee and I took some Red Bulls, but it didn't help. And I was falling asleep, standing up on certain parts. And that is crazy talk. Um, finally the tour was over. You leave. We walked around. It's crazy to think because the museum of tolerance not only has, um, you know, stuff about the Holocaust. It's got stuff about the civil rights movement. In which I tell my friend Chewy, man, I didn't realize that this place was more than the Holocaust. In which he replies with sarcastically, yeah, it's a museum of tolerance. I'm like, oh shit. Oh snap. I'm an idiot. So, um, yeah. So after that, take off. Call it a day. I realized that it's 3.30 in the afternoon. And I'm trying to take off from L.A. back to Ventura, Oxnard. I look at my maps. Three-hour drive. This is with traffic. So uh, the shortest way to get back home? Go through the Malibu freeway. The, the PCH. The one. The worst freeway on the planet. I hate that freeway. I hate that freeway with a freaking passion. I hate that freeway so much. Ooh. I would rather freaking make my own airplane that would take me five years to make instead of going to the PCH for one day. No lie either. And we did. But I had to take this crazy shortcut. It wasn't really a shortcut because there was traffic even in the shortest cuts of them all. And it took me an hour and a half to get onto the PCH. Then it took me another hour to drive through the PCH. And then I realized if I were to go through the PCH, and which, you know, if you guys have ever been through the PCH, it eventually leads into Oxnard, right? Which is pretty much right behind me. I mean, literally, I could. it would take me about one, five minutes to actually hop onto the PCH back to Santa Monica. And I realized I need, I need to take this cat home. Chewy lives in Ventura, so I don't want to just go past by my house take him home and I have to come back so what I do I'm like you know what I am going to cut through the PCH and go straight to Camarillo get on the 101 freeway and head over to Ventura and I knew there was a back road between Newberry Park and the one but I didn't realize how shitty it was man what the fuck was I on to decide to take that freaking stupid ass route I mean it was like 45 minute disaster Going through the mountains, curves everywhere. This is like, it's almost like going, to, well, it felt like you were going to Shumash Casino for a little bit. But with more curves and more um, distance to fall. I'm surprised people don't get into accidents up there, man. I uh, finally, it was just, by the time I knew it, I was, I was tired. I was so drained out. Finally dropped this guy home. Then I knew that I had another 25 minutes to drive back home. Ugh. Got home. Decided to crash. But my crash was only... I don't know. Five minutes. Ten minutes. Got enough sleep off of that. And as I was happening... You know, the stupid... Cavaliers loss. And, um... That sucked. Yep. That completely sucked. And I'm bummed out about it. So anyways, uh, going on to Saturday, I had what is called the O'Leary's Olympics. This is a, a bar that is over by um, the government center. Good bar. I, I like the people there. I like the bartenders too. They're great people. They're nice girls. I like them. <laughs> and I signed up for the uh, O'Leary's Olympics because I am a pretty big fan of darts. I'm pretty good at it. I tell one of the girls, hey, I want to sign up for darts for the Olympics. She goes, um, it's not the way it works. 
I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well, when you sign up, you have to play everything. I'm like, well, I'm not really good at everything else. I just want to play Dart. She's like, yeah, that's not the way it works. I'm like, give me the goddamn sign-up sheet. Write my name. Here's my money. See you Saturday. This is a couple weeks ago. So, finally, I show up, and the the show starts at 3 o'clock. I decided to stay in bed uh, most of the morning. I didn't even get out of bed till 1 o'clock. I just let myself feel rested because I really wanted to. F- I, I thought I was going to dominate this freaking Olympics thing, man. And I uh, almost did. So let me tell you how what happened. Sign up, I show up and there's a bunch of people in there. <laughs> the first thing they do once everybody's in there, everybody's clocked, they're clocked in. Everybody's just chilling. Um, uh, they say, as a joke, they tell one of the guys, hey, uh, sing the uh, national anthem. And, they, and the guy starts singing it. And then the whole fucking bar starts singing it. <laughs> and it ends up being like a five-minute rendition of it. And oh, man. Oh, man, it's funny as shit. Everybody's singing the national anthem. Felt like you were at the Olympics. And what did I do? I took a knee like Kaepernick. Bam! Game over. No, I'm kidding. Couldn't do that. I mean, I mean, you know, I could have. But, you know, it's kind of a... It's kind of a biker slash almost all white bar, so nah, <laughs> it doesn't work out there that way. You gotta you gotta watch out what you do at certain particular places. So yeah, so once that starts, well, I'm sorry. Prior to the national anthem, I uh, go up to the guy that's coordinating the whole event and I say, "Hey, um, I'm signed up. What do I do?" And he goes, "Oh, okay. Go into that box and pick out a hat. The hat has a number on the tag." So I kind of just shuffle my my hands and pick pick a random hat. And I tell him, I am number one. Woo! Number one, baby. And then he looks at the, We look at the brackets. It's kind of like a... You ever seen any kind of playoff brackets? It's what it looks like. It's a tournament. You, you beat this person, you go on to the next round, go on to the next round. Um, and I, I am number one, which means for some reason I had to play number 32. I guess it works kind of like in the rankings. So if you got eight teams playing, the number one ranked team plays the number eight ranked team. Same thing, I guess, this way. Number one, number 32. Well, guess what? The person that I'm playing against is, sure enough, the guy who's coordinating the whole event. So perfect for me because he could tell me the rules. He needs to take a break. He's got to go do some things while I'm just chilling, waiting for him to play. Sure, I do that. No rush, no no harm, no foul. The first thing we have to play is, um, I think it's called Corn Hog. Or, uh, what the fuck is that? It's going to kill me if I don't remember the name. Um, hold on. I have it right here. A cornhole. If you guys don't know what cornhole is, it's the the thing where there are these two wooden boards that are separated apart from each other. Uh, they're parallel to each other, but they're straight from each other, and they're about maybe twenty twenty five feet apart. Uh, and there's a hole in the middle, and they're they're t- they're, t- they're tilted at a maybe a forty five degree angle. Uh, and one opponent stands on one side, the other stands on the other side, and you play with bags of salt or bean bags or whatever, whatever it is. And the object of the game is to try to land on the wooden board or make it into the hole. You make it to the hole six points. You land on the board one point. Um, if the opponent lands on the board the well as well, you eliminate the point and you get nothing. And I played this game before, so I thought it was gonna, I thought it was finna be a breeze, baby. And no, I lost 15 to 3. And uh, that was it. That was the first loss. Um, but I started getting my rhythm, but it took a while. And by the time I knew it, I had lost. So I am done with corn hole. <laughs> Next round. So he, so we still, me and the guy still play each other. But I lost the first competition. Next competition, beer pong. So I, I guess with this beer pong, it's not like there's beer actually in the cups or anything. It's just water. But you play it like with regular rules. And sure enough, I said, okay, I played this before. I think I could do this. Right off the bat, he starts shooting. And I think three three turns in for him, he had already made three or four of the cups. And I had, I still had my full deck. I still haven't made one shot. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to lose this one too. But no, started getting a rhythm. One cup. Two cup, three cup. Next thing you know, I, I, he was down to two cups, 
and I was down to one. Whoop whoop. And after a few turns, I finally make the beer, the 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 ball into this cup, and I start cheering. He goes, "Wait a moment! I still got a chance to rebuttal." He's he's right. If he makes one, that means that the game continues. But he didn't make it. So guess what, baby? The competition is now tied between me and him at one and one. Yay! Yay! I'm excited. I'm like, yes, finally got my little mojo back. All right. So then he chooses the next competition, which is a pool, regular pool. Call call the pockets you're gonna make in. I am okay at pool. I'm not the greatest, but I could do it. All right. So we start off the game, and I am solids, and he has stripes. Uh. I don't get a I don't get a good groove right away, and by the time I knew it, he had two balls left, and I made it, I might have had maybe like five, and then I made two back to back, and suddenly the game is down to is it two and three, and um, I couldn't make it, man. As good as my shots were, I was missing by a little bit, and he ended up winning me. With two balls left. So I'm like, oh man, I was so close. So now the competition is one and two. Him. Now you have to win three out of the five events to continue on to the next round. And I'm already down two. So I need to win the next comp- the next uh, thing or I'm done. So what do we do? When, loser, when you're a loser, you get to choose the next thing. So I, cho- I chose darts. Here we go, man. I am good at darts and I am ready. Uh, the the game is 301 so if you ever play darts it's a scoring thing the darts have a number and if you uh, you make on a particular number you deduct uh, if you land on the nine you land on a 10 and this the game is 301 that now you're at uh, 291 is that right yeah 291 and it keeps going down you make triples you know the, the 10 turns 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 to 30 good you know and hell yeah I'm telling you right now. I had a little groove. This guy had a little groove, and we're neck to neck. The score is now close to like 50-50, 50-60. It's real close, and finally, I'm I'm ready to play. And he, I think, by the time he was down to his final score, he was he only had 19 points left to make, and I had maybe 50. I shot the first one, shot the second dart. And now I am down to 19. So he's got 19. I got 19. All I got to do is hit that little 19 slot. Shoot it. And I miss by a little bit. So I am stuck at 19. And this guy is at 19. So he his, his turn. Shoots the first shot. Throws it. Banks it. 19. I am done and I lost. I am out of the O'Leary's Olympics in the first round. God damn, that is so disappointing. Bump, 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 Yeah. So, yeah, I was a little disappointed. I ain't going to lie. Um, I really wanted to go there and knock this shit out the park, but I didn't. So, um, yeah. I had uh, my friend DJQ, Raouf, Raul, and this lady Belle show up to cheer me on in the final round. So, they were there for a little bit. Um, and that was it. Um, took off, had a call from my friend Pepe who said, Hey man, um, me and my lady are going to, uh, a metal concert. You want to go? I look at the address. Sure enough, the metal concert is just literally up the street from my house. Perfect. Perfect. Arrive home, do a little set. And then I go to this rock concert, but it's, uh, it was all right. I mean, we show up, and it's—I've been to this place before. It was uh, owned by somebody, somebody's parents from back in the day. So uh, that I knew—that's what I'm saying. Um, it was all gravy, man. All gravy. Um, it was weird. It was just a bunch of people. For, I mean, there was a lot of people from back in the day that I knew, still wearing the same clothes they did with their freaking black sweaters with their patches of their band, favorite bands. Like, man. The 90s are over, kid. Um, <laughs> saw that. It was gr- it was cool, man. It's cool to see some people there. Um, it was the same kind of crowd. I was the only one that was the elbow out because I'm always trying to 
always trying to look decent when I go out. Uh, so me and Pepe and his girlfriend meet up outside. And the first thing I tell him, because I told him, bro, meet me at my house and I will follow you guys. Even though I knew it was up the street. Can you just do that for me? Sure. They don't. They say, hey, we're here at the bar or I mean, I'm sorry, here at the at the nightclub or whatever. No, I'm sorry. Whatever. The restaurant for the show. Meet us up here. I'm up. I, I drive and I'm mad a little bit because I'm like, all I ask you to do is one thing. And he's like, we're parked on the street, but we're kind of far away. So I, I fall, I find them, and I pull down my window when I see them, and I say, hey, bro. You know that you know those memes that say you only had one job? <laughs> he goes, yeah. I'm like, that's all you, man. And then I drive off and find my parking space and finally meet them up outside. And we are hanging out for a little bit, and then we go inside. <sighs> Sit at the, sorry, I think I'm yawning because I'm also laying down. This feels great. I'm not. I don't feel like I have to sit down. I can lay down on my back. Oh man, I am comfortable as shit right now. I may fall asleep while I'm doing this podcast. Forgive me. Um. So we sit down at the bar to the corner. Um. The first thing with these places is that it's a. Uh, it's owned by our people. It's our... Uh, what I mean by that is us Hispanic folks. Um, but there's kind of a predominantly white crowd there. Um, it's kind of shitty because it's cash only. You know. The beverages aren't great. Uh, you have probably like diet soda. Cheap water. Um, when it comes to alcoholic beverages, they have maybe beer. But you might as well be drinking water. If you prefer that taste, just saying, uh, it's not good. And the overpricing everything's like, oh, and they ain't got no food. Well, no, no, they had a taco truck, which we ended up getting after, which, which was delicious. But overall, I mean, I was there mostly because I was there with my friends and I had a good time with them. It was fun. Um, the show, yeah, they were rocking out. A couple bands went on and out, but I didn't care. I didn't really go up there that much. Before, uh, as I got there, I had pulled out these, uh, these. I gave it to Pepe and I said, hey, bro, I got something for you. Pull these things out. They're like pretty much these plastic, not even plastic. They're gummy type ear protection. You put them in your ear, you squash it in your ear and it protects your ear. I said, bro, here you go, bro. We're not young anymore. Protect your ears because I... Me and loud music like that or concerts, I cannot do that anymore. I am not going to leave with ringing ears. I cannot do that. Hell no. Not even a hip-hop show. Well, maybe a hip-hop show, but even then, I still want ear protection because you want to put the ear protection. You can still hear the music great. But I am not getting those frequencies in my ear to freaking sabotage my freaking hearing. I already do music. I'm not going to fuck my ears up even more. You know what I'm saying, dude? So yeah, most of the time I had these headphones on. But anyways, going back to um, I'm sorry, ear um, ear protection. So going back to the bar, Hispanic owned, cash only. You know, there was only like one bartender chick that was pretty decent, but she wasn't decent at all either. It's just one of those things like, well, I guess it's the best they could do, right? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I'll deal with that. Um, thick, nice, but only when you want it to be nice. After that, you just be like, "Ugh, is there anybody else here? Is there anybody else here that works here?" Um, and that was pretty much the night. I mean, we it wasn't even a night about the music as much as it was just hanging out with your friends and enjoying the time. Um, made the best out of it, and my Saturday was done, and I had fun, and that was gone you know what i mean son yes done uh got home early enough i think it was was home by midnight um crashed the fuck out and i woke up early enough to go to church the next day on sunday um great service my pastor at church is the greatest man i ain't gonna lie if you ever want to go to a church new life church you want to go with me holla at me 
you might not be a church going person, but you should still try it with me because man, it is my pastor is a freaking G. Am I rec- am I still recording? This thing better yeah it is. Sorry. My pastor is a G and I will not replace him in the world, man. He is one of the greatest speakers of all time. Makes you laugh. You can't help but to just be intrigued by him. So I went to church and then after that I got off and I went no, yeah, and then I went to uh Fry's and bought myself a tripod. And I bought myself an actual good tripod, so I don't have to worry about them breaking anymore. It's expensive, it's good, but I like it. And I'm ready to go. Um then I went to go get some Thai food. Oh man. Sorry. I went to get some Thai food uh over on Channel Islands and I sat there and ate it. Told the lady, she said, you want to take it to go? I'm like, no, I want to eat it here. And it was it was um green curry. Man, that was delicious. Not I'm already a, a curry fan. Red curry, pan and curry. But green curry, I had never really had it. And it was delicious. Not only was it delicious, they added, um, God, what is that shit called? I even told her about it because I had never had it before. It's not squash. It's something that, um, the hell? Do you hear that? Getting my messages on my phone? God damn it. Um, God, uh, what's that thing? It's, um. It's like a like a it's a it looks like a squash but it's not it's purple. It's a is it a vegetable or is it a fruit? Man, pause for the cause. It's a goddamn eggplant, man. And I knew it. I had it in my head. It's something got to do with egg, an eggplant. But it's the way the the lady explained it to me. It wasn't just a regular eggplant. It's like it was like a Korean Thai type eggplant. That they spend a little bit more time growing than normal. Because man, I, I bit into it and I'm like, what the fuck is a savoring taste? I told her I have never had an eggplant ever. She's like, yeah, we make it special here. I'm like, oh, well, then in that case, you know, I'll be back here more often. I never thought that, I thought that red t- red curry was the end for me, but nope. That was it. Anyways, so once I uh, that was done, it was like maybe 1 o'clock in the afternoon, I get back home. And I spend the rest of my day in my room watching TV, uh, working on some Photoshop stuff, uh, making sure some of my stuff on eBay and stuff are selling. And that was it. Oh, man. Sunday was boring. It was hot. My room was just burning hot. Couldn't get over it. Um, you know, I, um, I've been watching this show called Parenthood on Hulu. Uh, got into it a few months back. Uh, let's say I was I was shown this uh, show uh, maybe like in the third or fourth season. So I kind of continued watching. I said I wanted to actually watch it from the beginning. So I've been doing that. I think I'm on the third season right now. Great show. Man, I think I started watching that show because I needed something else to watch. It's kind of like the show me. What's the show with Mandy Moore right now? I can't believe I can't remember right now. Somebody like that. It's a good show. It's a great show. My aunt and uncle are in here. They were here last weekend or a couple weeks back, and they're walking in my room. They say, what are you watching? Like, Parenthood. And they look at me like, really? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you're not watching any action movies? I'm like, well, if you knew me, you know I don't care about action movies, but thanks for the sarcastic comment. <laughs> but, yeah, it is different for me to watch stupid shows like that. But I guess it's just something that entertains me now. It must be the old man in me. To be able to watch something like that. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I don't know if any of you guys know. Most, most of you guys should know, but not everybody. But I uh, I watch Grey's Anatomy. I've been watching that show for quite some time. It's one of my favorite shows. Even though i kind of fallen off the wagon with the storyline, I still watch it. Um, and that's probably my top tier show. <sighs> it's like Grey's Anatomy, Atlanta... The Walking Dead, even though I've kind of been, haven't been a fan of that show in a while. I watch it, yes, but I just haven't been intrigued by it anymore. Maybe I just don't care. I don't know. Uh, even wrestling, I just don't care for it anymore. It just drags on, man. And um, 
Yeah, pretty much. As the uh, we start this week, I have some stuff that I'm going to start doing. As you guys seen, I po um, posted up a new picture because I needed to update my picture. I made a new uh, logo or picture for the podcast. You're obviously going to see that um, when I post this in about five to ten minutes. Um, and I apologize if I didn't sound enthusiastic. I didn't obviously. I never come with the script, and I want to, but I just don't. I think me chopping it up with y'all is a lot better. Like I've been able to just do fifteen minute, fifty minutes straight nonstop, just out of work, straight to you raw. Uh, just talking to y'all. I just talking to y'all. <laughs> hey man, I am not even gonna ask you guys to text me any more questions because you guys don't do that. Um. But if you have any, uh, if you guys want to know how your old C block, your boy C block is doing, holla at me. Your boy C block. Still on the grind. I will give you some more insight on how I feel about my job next week. Right now I'm on the trial and basis. I'm not judging it. But it is different. And I, uh, obviously not going to give it a judgmental thought until about a, the, a month from now. And even then, I don't know. I think I'm. I think I just want to be my own boss, man. Realistically, I just. You ever just want to wake up at your own time and do whenever you want to do your own time? That's what I want to do, man. I want to be able to make money, in a good way. And be happy. Anyways, y'all, glad you guys tuned in. I'm glad you. I was able to chop it up with y'all. Hope you uh, enjoyed it. Hope you liked the new logo. Uh, Send me a friend request. Add your friends. Tell your friends about me. Go on Spotify, iTunes, uh, the Jay-Z one. <laughs> and find me, man. Look for my music. Holla at me. Give me a review. Tell me what you think. Go on YouTube, cblock1985. Oh, I got music videos. Oh, man. I updated the thumbnails. So my YouTube page looks nice and pretty. If, uh, if you guys want to know how that is, uh, let, just seriously, let me know. Um, and I'll give you more information. Uh, you guys have a good night. Happy Monday. Holla at your boy. Later.